This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. That means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Pre-recorded from Joe's mom's basement. Welcome to a Wednesday Rewind episode of the Stacking Benjamin Show. Hey everyone, I'm Griffin the Intern, but as the guys on my synchronized swim team call me, the Fintern. I'm holding down the fort today while Joe and OG are in the front yard trying to fly a kite. They were particularly annoying this morning, so Joe's mom finally told them to go fly a kite, and, well, there you have it. But somehow, these guys cobbled together this great episode on January 30th, 2015. It features Darrow Kirkpatrick, a guy who retired at age 50 and now blogs about it at caniretireyet.com. He's talking about retirement calculators and which ones are the best on this episode. While some of them have changed a little, the discussion about what to look for in a good online calculator is still important today. As always, there's plenty more in this episode too. So, if retirement calculators aren't your thing, you'll still find plenty to like. And as with all the Rewind episodes, remember to ignore anything you hear about giveaways or investment advice, because this episode was originally released over two years ago. Finn, turn out. Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. Back in high school, when I used calculators for was to spell hello upside down and amaze all your friends. Now, financial calculators are all over the web. How come we can't find a good one? Our guest today, Daryl Kirkpatrick from CanIRetireYet.com, surveyed a bunch of online calculators, and he's going to share his results today. Live from my parents' half-finished basement, it's The Short Stack, a smaller show that features a single interview with a Stacking Benjamins guest who had an idea so good, mom wanted us to give it a special show all its own. This is episode 162-R. What's that R stand for? It's retirement. How can you retire without doing a little math, huh? I'm amazed still when I tell people that retirement is this easy calculation. Here it is, X savings times Y return equals your goal. Not that tough. 
And a lot of people haven't thought of it that way. Isn't any goal just saving an amount of money than getting a return to get there? Well, once I know those two things, what's cool is I can then focus on investments to drive my results. I don't have to focus on every investment out there. I just need to know which investments get that return that is going to get me to the goal. And guess what? If I don't like the return, if I don't like the risk that those investments present, then you know what I do? Then I up the amount of money that I save, or I reduce the goal, or I make the goal a little bit later. It's it's actually really cool. Well, once I know those things, I can then monitor my returns, not just against some fickle market who cares about the market, right? But against my goal. Rocket science, huh? <laughs> Not really. Well, even more frustrating, if you know that's how you calculate your goal, actually finding tools to do that online reliably for free, frustrating. Well, luckily, Daryl Kirkpatrick went hunting, found some great stuff, and we're going to talk about the good, bad, and ugly on today's show. Before we say hello to Daryl, we have to say a huge thank you to everybody who's used stackingbenjamins.com forward slash magnify money to go streamline their financial tools. Whether your checking account stinks or your savings account pays an embarrassingly low rate or you're looking for the perfect rewards card, check out the most thorough reviewer on the internet, our sponsor, magnifymoney.com. In only a few keystrokes, you're going to compare, ditch, switch, and save. And of course, use stackingbenjamins.com forward slash magnify money to tell Nick, Brian, and the team that we sent you. Really easy. Average person saves 450 bucks. All right. Let me tell you about my friend Darrow. If you're new to Can I Retire Yet and have never heard of Darrow Kirkpatrick, if you're a longtime listener, you've heard him on a very popular older episode of ours about how he retired at 50. He's constantly, like Tim Ferriss, using his own financial journey as grist for his blog writing at the fantastic caniretireyet.com. Everybody talks about retiring at 40. I see that all over the place. And I've got friends that write those blogs and it's great. And on those blogs, it's a dream to retire at those age. Darrow actually did age 50, not a dream. He's telling you that he did it and he shares how he did it. Powerful stuff. In fact, I'll link to that interview in the show notes along to his site. But today he's sharing his work on calculators. How can you find the right tools online? He's got you covered. Here comes Daryl Kirkpatrick down to the basement. And repeat guest, repeat offender, Daryl Kirkpatrick joins us again. Welcome back, man. Hi, Joe. Good to be here. We've missed you. Oh, shucks. <laughs> so how have things been going over at CanIRetireYet.com lately? Oh, just wonderful. Yeah. Continuing to write steadily and get lots of recognition and, you know, just couldn't be happier. It's a great retirement gig for me. The last time we talked, you were trying to figure out like building an annuity structure to make retirement safer. Have you come to any conclusions there? Well, that's still a work in progress, but my approach right now is to live off the growth and dividends of my portfolio and learn about annuities and put something in place probably in our 60s when interest rates are better and we can see the, the future a little bit better. Well, it's just fascinating. Something you've done that's going to help all of our listeners incredibly is you've been on this kick of looking at calculators all over the internet. And I'll tell you <laughs> this, Darrow, as a financial planner for 16 years, I did that. Most of the calculators you find on the internet, I think the appropriate, the, the technical term is they suck. <laughs> yeah, that would be the technical description. <laughs> 
I find about one in three that I really worth spending some time with. Well, what's important to look for in a good calculator for retirement, let's say? If I'm trying to put together my retirement vision, what are some essential things I got to have? Sure. Well, they're just some software basics. I spent my career as a software engineer, so they're just some fundamental things I look for, like who did the cal- who wrote the calculator, what kind of organization or individual did it, do they support it, are there any conflicts of interest there, and then what's the platform that it runs on? Are you a Mac or Windows person? Would you rather be using this on the web, or do you not feel comfortable about sending your financial information back and forth across the web? How much does it cost? A lot of them are free, so the cost really shouldn't be much of an issue. Then when you get into the real retirement nitty-gritty, there's some interesting features to look at. A really big thing is how does the calculator model investment returns? And there are three basic models for doing that. We could get into more depth, but basically an average return, a historical approach, or Monte Carlo. And there's no consensus on which is best, so I like to try all three and compare the results. And then there's just sort of a shopping list of features you might be interested in looking at your own retirement. Things like uh, how does it handle Social Security? Can it handle multiple accounts, different kinds of retirement accounts? How in-depth are the tax calculations? Can it handle RMDs and Roth conversions? Can it do annuities? Things like that. I noticed that a lot of calculators out there, especially the free ones, are offered by financial sites versus individuals. Do you Mm -hmm. find that the ones that are offered by financial sites are better or are they more interested in just luring you in to have them manage your money? Yes, it's hard to make a generalization, but I would have to say the nod goes to the individuals who have really put their, a lot of them are retired engineers who they do know the technology and the math and they've really put their blood, sweat and tears into creating a great retirement planning tool. Now that said, some of the financial services do offer some really nice retirement calculators, but you have to look under the hood a bit and see who did it. Yeah, right. Really try to get behind their motivation for creating mm-hmm. a calculator, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Earlier you talked about the three different ways, Darrow, that people calculate returns. And I just want to, because a lot of people might not be familiar with those three methods. So if we dive just a little bit, I don't want to get too deep, but just a little bit deeper into what those are, because they'll give you vastly different results. So I think it's important to know what you're getting into. But average return means if you just put in 8%, that means your money's going to grow at 8% every year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really simplistic way of looking. You say you look into the past and you average out the stock market. What did it return on average every year? And so there's just a single number you're putting into the calculator. I think I'll get for example, 8% returns for the next 40 years in my retirement portfolio. The problem with that is it doesn't take into account the effect of volatility. And it turns out having the market go up and down, there's actually a penalty to that in the mathematics. And so it's a simplistic way of looking at what's going to happen with your investments. Who are those type of calculators best for then? People just looking for a quick and dirty? Yeah, it's quick and dirty. You can also subtract a little bit from the average to account for that volatility, Uh. which is rough. But it's a nice, simple approach. It's a good first pass. But if you cannot actually strictly use an average return from the past and expect that that's going to give you a picture of the future because it ignores volatility. And I guess the historical analysis way will show the bumps, but, you know, like they say in every prospectus on earth, Darrow, past performance is no indicator of future results. Exactly, Joe. I mean, that's the issue there. It gives some people comfort to say, oh, if my portfolio could have survived the Great Depression or the Great Recession, that it'll be okay in the future. But nobody really knows for certain. It does give you a somewhat clearer picture, I think, to look at what's happened over the past hundred years. But who's to say the future can't be worse or won't be better? Oh, it's all going to be rosy, Daryl. 
Okay, good. It's, 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 <laughs> it's going to be rainbows and unicorns, right? Excellent. <laughs> the third one, the Monte Carlo analysis, that one is a financial planner. I love that, but I think that's over a lot of users' heads. Yeah, it's probably the most technical. You do have to supply some parameters like standard deviation and some other things that unless you're a technical person, could be a little hard to come up with. It also can be criticized as being a little bit abstract or synthetic. It's basically a way of introducing volatility but it's in a very mathematical way. It doesn't necessarily match the volatility in the real world. And that's one of the criticisms of it. And what that does is it shows you the percent chance you have of reaching your goal. Right. It runs a, a whole bunch of simulations, 500 or 1,000 typically, with different possible patterns of variation. And then it says out of these 1,000, maybe 800 of them, your portfolio would have survived and 200, you would have gone broke. And therefore, your chance of going broke is 20%, something like that. Uh, so that's one type of calculator I'm sure I need if I'm planning my exit at 50 like you did. Are there any other calculators that I would need to try to plan my exit? Well, the other one that comes to mind is getting a handle on your Social Security. And some of the retirement calculators can do that, but there are also some specialized tools that will look at when you should claim Social Security to maximize your benefits. And that is going to impact the later stages of your retirement quite a bit, how you play your Social Security claiming and timing. Do you have to generally pay for those? Most of the Social Security ones are for pay, actually. Not sure why that is, but... Yeah. And did you find with your planning, Darrow, that it was worth paying them a little bit to get access to those calculators? I didn't. I felt like the rules of thumb and the coverage I got in the basic retirement calculators were good enough. Now, as I get closer to that actual decision, I probably will buy one or two of those calculators and actually review them on my website. That gives me another incentive. You can write it off then, right? Exactly. <laughs> it was all research, baby. That's a great side gig. But he got to take a quick break from talking with Daryl to say thanks again to everyone who's used stackingbenjamins.com forward slash magnify money to better find checking accounts or better checking accounts, savings accounts, and credit card options. You know, it always amazes me that with the power of the web and a team like Nick Bryan and their crew over at Magnify Money, that somebody will drive down the street open up a bank account by just picking one bank at random and walk through the front door and say, what's the best account you got? Well, we comparison shop everything, don't we? We cut coupons. We drive an extra mile for cheaper gas. It's crazy. Why not do the same with your financial accounts? The good news, it's easy. Head over to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash magnify money and see in two minutes or less the right checking savings or credit card for you. All right, here's the question, guys. How much of you use calculators online for your planning? I'm curious. I'm going to put the topic up on our Facebook page today at facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. Chime in. I'd love to hear other tools or if you've used any of Daryl's favorites and what your thoughts are. But for now, let's get back to our conversation. It seems like, you know, I'm sure they can't cost a million dollars. It's almost like buying insurance, right? Mm-hmm. To look at your Social Security, yeah, they're cheap compared to the magnitude of that decision. Right, you could right. add up to tens of thousands of dollars easily, yeah. Exactly. Just buying a little bit of insurance. Did you use any other calculators for your own situation? 
those were the basics. But at the time, this was oh, 10 years ago that I was getting really serious about this. There weren't as many calculators available, and I had to really hunt to find one that was powerful enough to look at the issues I wanted to look at. I did lots of my own spreadsheet, a little Excel spreadsheets to look at various issues. And I also just used simple rules of thumb, like the old-fashioned 4% rule. Something as simple as just dividing your assets by your expenses and saying, okay, if I earned nothing in the market, how long would my money last? Some things like that give you just a rough feel for how you're doing. And I used all those different techniques before I pulled the plug in my career. That's what I wanted to ask about was the role of A being, you know, about split testing, I think we call it, where you say, what if I did this or what if scenarios? Does it usually take a pay calculator to be able to do those what if situations? No, they're free calculators that have scenarios. That's cool. And yeah, so I've looked into that, and there's a good set of them that can handle that. And it's been very helpful to me. There were some important things before retirement for me, such as looking at where should I do my savings? Should it go all into taxable or all into retirement accounts? When you're retiring early, you've got to be a little bit careful that you don't get all your assets stuck in a retirement account that you can't get to till you're 59. So that was something that I looked at specifically. Also, should we keep our house or sell it and rent and college options for my son, working longer versus stopping early and working part-time? Those were all what-ifs or scenarios that I looked at before I retired. Man, that's fantastic. And you're right about all your assets in retirement plans, as you know, and you've written about before. There's ways to get it out. But Mm -hmm. if you set up your retirement plan so that you're taking all the tax advantages today, that means there's none later. Right, right. Yeah. Now, let's talk about another type of calculator. These are all, hey, I want to retire earlier, so I'm going to use calculators to get there. I want to retire more reliably, so I'm going to use calculators to get there. But there's also the other thing that people deal with, which are those, I don't make it and my spouse or my loved ones are left. Are there any good calculators out there for determining like the appropriate amounts of insurance you should have? There are. I don't consider myself a specialist in that. A few of the retirement calculators will also look at life insurance. My own experience in retirement is that other than the biggies like health insurance and possibly long-term care, that you're no longer working, so you aren't dependent on an income. You don't have dependents. So the typical approach to looking at disability in life, to me, is not as critical in retirement. Got it. When you take a look at calculators you have to purchase, because people are wondering, what's the range in fees that somebody would pay for a calculator, Daryl? Oh, gosh. They can be as cheap as $10, and they can go up to $1,000 for some of the more professional tools. There's quite a range. And like I said, there are a number of free calculators out there. So I don't think cost really needs to be an issue in most cases. Yes, I was going to ask, did you ever get to test drive as part of your research? Did you get to test drive any of those big $1,000 calculators to see if they're actually worth it? No, actually, I do use the lower end versions of some professional tools, but I decided to approach this just like any other normal person would who's probably not going to drop a grand on their you know, retirement tool. What's available for, say, you know, 100 bucks and under? That was kind of my range that I was really interested in. Well, now there's good news here. And the good news for people listening is they're like, okay, so where do I find all these calculators? Well, guess what? You didn't just do the research. You put together a resource, man. Yeah, exactly. I've written a series of articles, and it culminated in one just a couple months ago called The Best Retirement Calculators. And I actually looked at every tool that I'm aware of. It was, I think, 79 calculators all told. And I winnowed that down to a list of about 20 that I think are really worth your time. And then I divided them up and categorized them, put them in different categories so you can search and filter for the might need. And I'm looking at this page, which is awesome. And like you said, you can sort. 
you've got fidelity. Fidelity is one, two, three, separated into low, medium, high. What does that mean? Yeah, let's talk about that because that's important. That's one of the key ways that I divided up the calculators, and it has to do with how accurate it is. How much data does it collect from you, and how thorough a picture does it give you of your retirement? And it also relates to how much time you've got to put into using this. So if you're in your 20s and you're just trying to get a rough idea, am I saving enough? Am I on track to retire in my 40s or 50s, whatever your goal is, then a low-fidelity calculator will probably do the trick for you. In the middle of your career, you have maybe multiple investment accounts. You're starting to think about different life events. You know, what if my kid goes to this college, it costs this, or what if we move into this house here? You're trying to analyze these different events in your life. That's where you might want to move into one of these medium fidelity calculators. And then later on, as you get really close to retirement and you're trying to plan out your withdrawal strategy, minimize your taxes, maybe look at Roth conversions, your Social Security, mm -hmm. that's where these higher fidelity calculators that collect a lot of data from you come into play. But they are a bigger investment of time. So I was going to say, Darrow, I know there's people out there in their 20s listening to this going, why would I use a low fidelity calculator? Because truly so many things will probably change between now and the time you retire. It really is a waste of time, isn't it? I think so. I really don't favor collecting loads of variables for what's going to happen 20 years from now. I can tell you from my own experience, nothing that I planned on in that kind of time frame ever happened the way I thought it would. So just stick to the major variables. You know, How much did you save? What are your investment returns? What's inflation going to be? What are your expenses? Those are the biggies. And that's all you need to think about early in the game. When I first pulled it up, the first calculator, Analyze Now Pre and Post Retirement Planner, is on top. Does that mean that ended up being your favorite calculator? No, I tried not to pick favorites within my list. Like I said, I picked about one out of three that are actually on the web that I would recommend. And then within my list, I don't play favorites. I give you a lot of categories, a lot of information on how they work and the platform and the cost so that hopefully you can filter it down and find a few that look good for you. I see. So the list has already been curated. The list is alphabetical. It's a curated list. Yeah. yeah. So if it's on this list, it's already gone through the Daryl Kirkpatrick yes. filter. Right. Yeah, I've, wor I've worked with all of these, analyzed them, uh, run them all, and I all think they're worthy and they have different strengths and weaknesses. That's awesome. And it is. It's a collection of, like you said earlier, do-it-yourself and I see T. Rowe Price, uh, TD Ameritrade, Motley Fool, but there's also JNL Financial Planner, Flexible Retirement Planner, places you've heard of and places you haven't. Definitely. Yeah, there's some real unhidden gems in there, and then there's some of the big names as well. Well, before I ask you this question, let's just ask people, because everybody's wondering the same thing right now. So how do I find the page? And I'll tell everybody, if you go to stackingbenjamins.com and check out the show notes for our episode today, you'll see that there's, just click on the podcast link and there'll be the show notes. I'll have a link there. But if they want to go directly there, Darrow, how do they find the page? Well, my site is caniretireyet.com. And retirement calculators are one of the big topics I cover, so you're always going to find a post on them pretty close to the top of my blog. If not, on the sidebar, there's a popular topics widget, and right there is retirement calculators, and you can read everything I've written about retirement calculators. Oh, yeah, there it is. It is the number one most popular post. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it tends to be. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I take that back. The three best free retirement and then the best retirement calculator. Right, that, yeah, that's yeah. a follow-up. It's coming up on it. Yeah, that's awesome. So you talked earlier about how things are not the same. Once you went through the process of getting to an age 50 retirement, what's been different since 50 for you that you didn't expect? What's been kind of the wow that wasn't what I thought it was? I mean, whether it's something monetary or just something about the way you feel. 
Wow, that's a bit of a stumper because I did do a lot of planning and a lot of thinking and my lifestyle didn't change very much. I think that's one of the clues to an early retirement is to live it before you actually execute on it. So I don't know. I guess the blog has been one of the great surprises that I would find some really worthwhile work that people love and are interested in or excited about and I can do it as much or as little as I want. I mean, that's been one of the really great surprises about this stage of life for me. You still doing any RV? We do, yeah, yeah. Not in the wintertime, but in the summer, we get get the van out of mothballs and go on some great road trips. And where's 2015 going to take you? We're going to do probably the West Coast and the Northern Rockies, so we're excited about that. That's awesome. Have you done that before? Long, long time ago, but not in recent years. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, if you're coming through Texarkana again, man, stop again. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, so if you just had somebody for 15 seconds, Darrow, and you could give them one piece of advice about choosing the right calculator for their planning, what would you say would be the most important idea to convey? Well, go to my list and think about fidelity. How much time do you want to put into this and pick a calculator that's at the right level of detail for you? And then use realistic inputs for it, not too conservative and not too optimistic. Try to get a realistic picture of your retirement situation. And there's a lot of information on how to do that on my blog. That's going to do it for this week. Hey, I mentioned in the past we play a game on these short stack episodes. What game? Well, we've hidden a game in every one of the Friday shows. We're in week four of this puzzle. So at this point, you're putting together clues. And I'm going to give you one. This is the first week somebody might have a guess that could be correct. It'd be tough, but you might be able to get it this week. If you're new to the show, here's how it works. You listen to the first few minutes of each Friday show and only the Friday shows. Put together a bunch of clues. There's one each week. We're in week four, as I mentioned. At some point, there'll be enough to answer a question. On this one, another hint, you're going to have to add who is to the beginning and email me the answer at joe at stackingbenjamins.com. What do you win? Well, that's a great question. We give away different things every time. Well, the one constant is we give away a $20 Amazon gift card. Had problems with that for a a while, as our last two winners know, but we figured figured that out uh, after a lot of consternation, uh, figured out how to make that work again, and a prize pack that we've had a lot more success. The the prize pack goes out right away. $20 gift card, apparently we're morons, so we couldn't figure out how to do it. Worked for a while, didn't work and then we figured it out with Amazon's help. So anyway, uh, $20 gift card and, and a prize pack I put together specifically for you. I told you I was excited about this one. Well, he just got it this last week. Ryan, our last winner, took home his very own Stacking Benjamin sweatshirt and mug. You can get yours, by the way, over at uh, Big Ben's store on the site. Uh, isn't that great, by the way? Ryan, big winner. He wins our prize and we make him advertise for us. We're really good people like that, aren't we? So that's it. Let's talk about next week on our show Monday. Len Penzo, Paula Pant are here with uh, My Dad Shortwave Roundtable Discussion. Special guest Ryan Mickler from Wealth Anatomy Podcast joins in. It's getting difficult to call Ryan a, uh, a, a visitor, a special guest, because Ryan's been on the show quite a few times. But they're talking about the new MyRA that as of January 1st of this year, you can now put money in. Is it for you? Also, they're attacking side hustles and emotions wrapped up in investing. Don't miss that one. Along with, of course, on Monday, OG and I with headlines, a listener letter, and our usual hangout movie session for people that uh, have nothing better to do at the end of the show besides hang out with us in the basement. We love it. 
On Wednesday, Madam Money, Tara Jackson, who's also the author of the hit book, Financial Fornication, joins us to talk about your teenagers and money. How do you teach kids who already know everything? I know I did it at 18, 17, 16. What about allowances? High school spending? When do you introduce credit? She's promised to cover it all on Wednesday. And if you know anything about Tara Jackson, you know you know we're going to have a blast. Also, PK teaches us a lesson using Legos. What a story he's got for us on Wednesday. Friday, we're back here with another unique little short stack story that you're not going to want to miss. So for now, go check out Daryl's Calculator and talk all things Calculator on Facebook with us. We'll see you Monday back here, stacking more Benjamins. This show is the property of the Free Financial Advisor, LLC, copyright 2015. The show is edited by Joe Salcihai and Isabella Bianca. I love it when a plan comes together. done. I'm needed elsewhere now. I'm needed wherever outlaws rule the West, wherever innocent women and children are afraid to walk the streets, wherever a man cannot live in simple dignity, and wherever a people cry out for justice. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union can help you earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you could start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal's savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Considering a big home improvement project, maybe you want to consolidate debt. Well, if you're thinking consolidation, that's part of your plan. You could borrow up to 100% of your home's equity with a fixed rate home equity loan with zero closing cost or easily borrow as you go with a home equity line of credit. What I like, you make your plan first and then you use the appropriate instrument to get you there. And Navy Federal has them. Both options could help make life's big expenses seem more manageable. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org at Navy Federal. Our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Membership required. Terms and conditions apply. Loan subject to approval.